I would like to invite you to lie down and I will take you through a version of constructive rest. There are many versions. And I think constructive rest allows you to have a moment of powerful pause. And that's always a wonderful moment in the day to know that you might have that opportunity. And I think it's a time of rejuvenation, a rejuvenation of your nervous system, your muscular system, your, even your bones. And it's a chance to get off your own backs. I love that. Just get off your own backs. And as you lie down, you are taking time to quiet, to quiet your nervous system first. And if you have several books to place under your head, that's a good thing because you want your head to be supported and a tiny, tiny bit rolled forward, which takes the pressure off the back of your neck and also the back of your whole body. So you have to figure out how much is enough because if it's too much, too many books, your head will start to tilt down. And if it's not enough, your head has a tendency to, to drop back. So take a moment. You probably, many of you know this already and have just the right supply of books to support you. And I always like to put a little towel on top of my books just to give a little cushion. Yeah. And then in lying back, one of the most wonderful things is to get off your own back and to have your whole torso really supported by the floor. And out of that, there is a beautiful movement of your thighs easing forward and upward so that your feet are sliding back, your heels are sliding back so that your legs are up. And that balance is very important. If your feet are too far away from your sit bones, your legs will wanna fall out. If your feet are too close, your heels are too close to your sit bone, the lumbar, your lumbar spine will start to shorten and so will your neck. So you have to figure out for yourself, how close shall my feet be to my sit bones? So finding the, the, the opening form is very important so that you can allow your head to rest, rest back, but not fall back and down, to rest back, but ease a tiny bit forward to release under the base of your skull and into your, really into your whole spine. And then you can begin to sense your collarbones and shoulder blades resting, resting on your ribs, and sensing the backs of your body, the backs of your shoulder blades resting. I think that's a marvelous feeling. And that causes your collarbones to spread a little bit, to open in the front and begins to lead you to the resting of your arms. Some people like to rest their arms on the floor with their hands turned down, some with their hands turned up, but I, I like to rest my hands on my lower ribs so that my collarbones and shoulder blades can really connect with my arms 
all the way through my elbows to my wrists, hands, and fingers. And it's resting my hands on my body relaxes me too, I think, releases something. There's a softening when my hands are resting, my fingers are lengthening, my thumb is releasing, my elbows are draping, draping down toward the floor from my wrists. And they're also, my elbows are resting, coming down from my shoulder joints. So it's a lovely, it's, it's a kind of a wreath-like configuration of your whole arm structure, ending with the sense of your fingertips. So that first thought, I wish my neck to be free. That thought begins a process that will, we will travel through your whole, whole torso body into your limbs from that first place. But take a moment to breathe. You can gradually allow that, that idea of my neck to be free coming from my head to poise delicately forward. It's very delicate and very small, but that's a combination of lovely connections. As your head delicately rolls forward, your neck is freeing. It's a little, a little bit of a duet there. And you're taking a moment to really settle, not to settle in a heavy way, but to settle in a dynamic way as I talk you through each of these places and to allow your breathing to quiet. So I'm gonna pause right here before I go on to the next place, just to let you allow your head to rest, but be supported in such a way that it begins to, to free your whole spine. And just take, take a few moments to breathe there. And to accept the fact that you're lying down. And your larynx is also releasing as you're breathing. Gravity is a wonderful aspect of the lying down work, as well as the delicate activations of your head, neck, and whole body. So your head is delicately rolling forward. It's just a smidge, it happens. You don't make it happen. There's a release really coming out through the top of your head. That upward, that upward direction along the floor, it's just a thought. Your neck releases, your larynx releases, and your head, you're thinking of your head delicately moving. You're not literally doing it. You have already found that resting place and you're thinking it. And as you continue in your thinking, there's your beautiful back. That when your head when your neck frees just a smidge and your head delicately finds that poise and support of the books, your back falls back. That's your whole torso really. 
your back falls back, your whole torso falls back, and you release into lengthening through your spine in a gentle way, widening and sensing also the depth, the front to backness of your, your whole body. One of the things that I've experienced in working with people, especially dancers, actors, and singers, is that they lean on their lumbar spine because they're taught to lift from the front up. And so their, their lumbar spine is often quite tight. And so when they come into constructive rest, I begin to connect their three weight centers, their head via their spine to their ribs, then to their pelvis, that particular shortening in the lumbar spine starts to disappear. And their pelvis, your pelvis can roll back just a teensy bit, very small. It rolls back your sit bones straight down then for sure along the floor. And it's a wonderful way to allow your head and your whole body to connect via your spine. That lovely forward curve at your neck drops back just a little bit. And then the backward curve through your ribs softens. And your lumbar spine drops back. And your pelvis becomes a major support there. So it's a beautiful series of connected linkages that you return to when you, when you experience and explore constructive rest. The discs of your spine are spongy and they are filled with fluid. And when I stand up straight and lean on my lumbar, that fluid recedes a little bit. It's not as available. When you return to the availability of that fluid, you can find it in constructive rest for sure. The fluid in the discs uh, thickens a little bit and becomes very spongy. And the connective tissue is spongy between each vertebra. So it's, a, it's not your spine just straightening, it's your spine getting more resilience, more resilience and more ready for support that's dynamic as opposed to the old stand up straight. So as your back lengthens and widens, your shoulder blades are just gently easing away from each other. That's part of your back lengthening and widening. They just ease away, but it's just a thought. It's none of this is a doing in any sense of the word. It's just a thought. And some thoughts give you the truth of your design and sometimes some other thoughts interfere with it. So choosing your thoughts is very important. Yeah, so that sense of your whole head in its pure relationship with your whole three-dimensional body, with your arms resting with your hands on your body. And then we come to your legs. What about your legs and feet? If you just release one leg along the floor, just let a foot slide along the floor and release one leg. 
yeah, all the way out. You get that sense of your whole leg and that's a beautiful structure. And when you come back to constructive rest, you're sensing your head, neck and back and whole body. And you're allowing your thigh to rise as your heel moves toward your sit bone. So allow that little rising action underneath your thigh, your heel is sliding toward your sit bone and you have to figure out how close you want your heel to your sit bone. Because if it's too close, you're gonna get tight again. If it's too far away, your leg will just wanna fall out. So you have to figure that out. There's a delicate, well, it's kind of powerful release up the front of your thigh, down the back of your thigh, into your hip joints. So that's a lovely kind of waterfall rising and coming down the waterfall. And I don't know if you have your second leg coming in yet, but if you do, you can allow your thigh to rise gently, your heel to slide back at the same time until you find where your heel belongs in relation to your sit bones and your whole body. And as I said, if your heels are too close, your ankles, knees, and hip joints will be too tight. If your heels are too far away, your leg will want to fall out. What is that old saying? Not too much and not too little, but just right. Yeah. So your thigh becomes a ski slope in a way that there's a downward skier in the front of your thigh, skiing downward into your hip joints and into your whole body. And there's an upward, there's an upward slide from the back of your thigh toward the back of your knee. And then a downward slide into your lower leg, into your ankles, your knees release from behind your ankles. Sorry, your feet release from behind your neck. Your knees do too, but your feet release from that through that arch, that wonderful arch of your foot into your heels and then forward and up through those long bones and out through your toes. It's a beautiful series of spirals and curves and up and down and side to side, forward and back, all of those dimensions. And that way your weight spreads pretty evenly throughout your whole body. Nothing is holding in a tight way, everything is in a place of poise and balance, but also in a complete place of poise. Your whole head, especially sensing the back of your head with the books. Your whole back, knowing that your body is three-dimensional, you have your own back. You have that beautiful widening through your collarbones and shoulder blades so that those bones can really rest on your torso. The collarbones rest on your torso and your shoulder blades rest on the floor. And then from there, you continue outward from your shoulder joints to your elbows, to your wrists, into your hands. Some people like to let their arms rest along the side of their body. 
that's also, I think, a very wonderful exploration. And just let them rest slightly away so they're on a slight diagonal instead of straight side from your body. And then I love it when my pelvis rests back as I continue through my sense of my three-dimensional spine because I do get off my own back and my lumbar spine has a chance to really rest and be truly part of my whole spine and all of those curves. And breathing. As your feet are resting and supported, coming up from your ankles to your knees, draping down to your hip joints, into your back, all the way through your spine, back to your head, out through your arms to your hand. Your diaphragm is free because your ribs have rested and your whole body is in a configuration for dynamic rest. So just notice again your breathing. But as your diaphragm moves down and spreads out, your ribs flare out and up a little. And as your diaphragm moves up to allow the exhale, your ribs come down and embrace your diaphragm in a loving way, not a tight one. Yeah. So the rhythm of your breathing as you're lying in this beautiful configuration, the rhythm of your breathing causes movement subtle movements throughout your head, from your head poise, all the way through to your arms, through your body to your legs. There's just a subtle rhythmic quality that your breath brings to those places. So nothing is held, but everything is in a poise and a balance with three-dimensional directionality going on. So I'm gonna leave you for just a, a couple of minutes. I'll stop talking and give you a chance to just continue to sense the beauty of your three-dimensional breath and your three-dimensional body with the support underneath you. I'll be back in a few minutes. So take another moment just to lie 
in this dynamic poise and balance with such wonderful support. The floor itself is giving you the buoyancy of your joints and the connectedness of your whole head with your whole body and your breath. So there are a number of ways to go from lying down to sitting to standing. And we might just, I'll just guide you through one of them. And you may have the one you like to do and you don't have to do the one I'm going to just talk about. We all have our own way. But I think the, the way that's the most, um, since everything is connected now, finding a way that allows that, those connections to continue and to even be enhanced by a movement. So one of the ways I like to, to do it is to lengthen one of my hands along the floor above me, and then to let my whole head and body roll over onto that side, onto that arm. It's kind of a spiral. It is a spiral that happens and you go onto that, onto that arm and the spiral of your legs, one spirals outward, one spirals, spirals inward, and you're lying on your side with your knees still folded. So then you have a free hand, a free arm, and you can keep rolling until you're on, your pelvis will really start to assist you with this, until you, you have found yourself starting to spiral upward, eventually into standing. And everybody has a slightly different way to do this, but I leave you to that. But I think for me, rather than just rolling on my side and kind of getting up afterward, to keep this movement going, this connectedness into a spiral, and that that spiral will eventually go take you to your center and you'll keep going your hands will be on the ground and then you will find that way up to standing. I wish I could see everybody going through this process of, of spiraling to standing. When you have come to standing, just be there sensing the ground under your feet. And knowing that you've gone through this beautiful process of reinvigorating your primary coordination through the lying down exploration and that that coordination is now ready for something. Perhaps you'd like to take a walk through your room when you're ready, or maybe you want to just turn and face a new direction in your room. But allowing that connectedness of your whole head with your whole body all the way through your limbs to the ground. And it's a lively connection because your muscles are always lengthening and shortening. Your joints are rocking, rolling, sliding, gliding events so that you have plenty of movement potential 
but I love having my own back and taking a walk through the room, knowing that I'm three-dimensional, lengthening, widening, deepening. And my three weight centers are like three wonderful physio bowls, poising and balancing as they're connecting with my whole spine and my, my legs and arms. I also find that the top of, top of the roll down is a good place, top of the uh, semi-supine coming up is a, is a roll down that I, I feel like I want to do a roll down. And that's a beautiful movement when it happens from constructive rests. So that the roll down is coming up from the ground, sensing that your feet, and the support, front of your ankles, backs of your knees, front of your hip joints, into your three weight centers, connected by your spine, and letting your arms ride. They ride buoyantly. And they're gonna go along for the ride in a roll down. So letting your head just roll delicately forward as you're buoyantly going up and filling out, you're looking down into the Grand Canyon and let the crown of your head just move toward the floor and roll through your body. Your thighs will free slightly forward and upward in a very buoyant way so that your knees don't lock. Your spine is in a beautiful curve all the way through to your tailbone. And at the bottom, your head is facing the ground and you've released all the way, all the way through the back of your spine. Not just your neck freeing, but all the way down to your tailbone. Yeah. Backs are beautiful. I'm seeing someone's really beautiful back, but I don't know who you are. <laughs> it's great. So when you want to come up to standing, sense the crown of your head in relation to your sit bones and your tailbone, whole spine, and move your center. You're getting a second stretch here. Your center rolls back and up. Your pelvis rolls back and up. Your sit bones drape down. Your arms are still released. Your head will be last. Find that ground, find the leg joints, find center, sense your resilient spine and the resting of your whole arm structure, the dynamic resting of your arm structure and the poise of your head. And when you're ready, if you have room, take a walk. Take a walk and just enjoy the buoyancy of your coordination and the connectedness of your coordination. <laughs>